On this week's episode, we are going to talk about all of the jobs we've had. We also talk about times when we have experienced workplace discrimination. Ooh. 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 So stick around. Welcome to Rare with Flair. The podcast where two 20-somethings with the same rare disease are living their best lives. I'm your host, Casey. And I'm your host, Cassandra. Okay. It's January. Has it snowed in Memphis? It has snowed a few times. I can't believe it's still January. Don't you feel like January is the month that goes on for like 400 years, actually? True, but today we're recording this on the 25th, and I'm, like, I'm always just, like, blown away at the way, you know, time works, and I'm just like, wow, it's already the 25th. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's, like, it it goes by really long and quickly at the same time. Actually, we are releasing this episode on February 1st, so happy February to everyone listening. Woohoo. We always record early, so we're, like, a step behind the times every moment. I know, right? (laughs) We're always talking about the holiday that just happened. That already happened. <laughs> yeah, we're like, if you're making Thanksgiving dinner, and like, it's like after Thanksgiving, so <laughs> whoops. <laughs> but anything exciting in your life? I don't feel like I have much to report to the to the listeners this week, but do you? Um, trying to think. I know. My it's really... dad retired from his job. Yes. So congrats yes. to my dad. I love Huge you. congrats. <laughs> you know what? Hey, perfect podcast to talk about that because job oh yeah job, I didn't even think about that um we we should make that announcement that announcement that we've been needing to make sure yeah yeah you know because <laughs> rare disease days in february i didn't tell her yes. we were doing this no, she, didn't, <laughs> she did not prepare me for this at all i was like yeah the announcement sure Super secret special announcement. Yeah. So Rare Disease Day is February 28th. Um, And last year for Rare Disease Day, we celebrated by making our own merch, which is super fun. Can't believe it's been a year. Gonna cry about it. Wow. Okay. BRB crying. Um, But but this year, we were thinking about still raising some money for the HPS network, but in the interest of sustainability, we're not going to do a merch run this year, but we will have a link that will be up all of February for you to donate and then support the Hermansky Pudlak Syndrome Network. Yes, this money will go straight to research, especially specifically to help people who suffer from the lung disease that can be fatal for some people and so that it's a big deal to us and to everyone and i mean if you're gonna put your money towards any any kind of you know nonprofits this year we really would appreciate it so yeah absolutely be on the lookout rare disease day it's all it'll be in our title yes it'll be in our um our bio links our link trees um it'll be on our website under the show notes so uh com slash podcasts and uh yeah we would really really appreciate it thanks a yeah, lot so, fo- so yeah i mean on that note too like please follow us on social media if you're not instagram facebook twitter also um please leave a review spotify now has ratings 
So I don't think yes. Spotify has written reviews, but they have a five-star rating system. It would really help us. It takes five seconds. If you're listening on Spotify, please rate. If you're listening on Apple, please rate and write a review. We can't thank you enough. Like, it really helps the podcast more than you it know. Really and does. it's a quick, it's a quick, easy thing to do. And I feel like we used to say that all the time, and we don't even say it enough anymore. We don't remind our listeners enough. So please do that if you like what you hear um, yes, we would and really tell your you. friends, and yes. we can, you know, maybe they can leave reviews. <laughs> yes. It's good. It's great. So, are we going to, are we going to, are we going to jump? I think we're going to jump. I think we're going to jump. We're going to leap. Let's, we're going to jump. Let's do it. Today, we're talking about jobs. Um, I'm excited for this episode. We're going to talk a lot. We're going to discuss all the jobs we've had. We're going to discuss discrimination, like we said in the cold open. And we're going to play a fun game. And I think you really should stick around for this game. It's going to be about <laughs> like the jobs we would have had if we went a different path. So I'm, I'm excited for this ep. Um, yeah. We are going to talk about all the jobs we've had. And when I say that, I mean anytime we've been paid for anything. So even like internships and that kind of stuff too. Just anytime we've been paid to do something. Because I some of my jobs are super random. I think maybe you've gone Same. down a more like, okay, okay. I was going to think you've gone down a more conventional path than me. But like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't actually know all the jobs you've had. So I think I've like mentioned a lot of mine briefly in conversation, but you might not even know some of the ones I've had too. So like, We've both had a similar amount of jobs, um, mm-hmm. and we're going to go through them. But first, we were going to discuss that um, we did, we neither of us worked in high school. Um, a lot of people have jobs yeah. in high school, especially if they're, like, saving up for a car, which we did not do <laughs> because blind. <laughs> um, my sister had a job in high school. I didn't, um, and I, I'll t- kind of talk about that, and then you can say your reasoning. But for me, sure. my parents always just kind of said – you know, school is your job, try to do your best in school. But also I was really focused on theater and that took up all my extra time. Um, Mm -hmm. About three hours a day after school, I was always doing theater. And that was kind of my hope was to get like a a scholarship and like really pursue that in college. So that's, that was kind of my quote unquote job, if you will. Yeah. And I, I also didn't work in high school. My parents had a similar philosophy. Um, So like, I was like, total nerd in high school so I did a lot of school work and I also was involved in extracurriculars like that's when I did cross country and other other things actually I think it was about a year ago we released our hobbies episode so that's a fun lesson oh Um, Oh, yeah but but anyway so I I did pretty much focus on school and also um a big reason was because that's when uh my chronic illness stuff started happening was in high school and so like I honestly like did not physically have the energy to be able to work um so that was another big reason but um my brother also had a job in high school but it wasn't until he was like a like a junior or senior I think it was almost after he graduated but um you know he worked at a restaurant but like yeah I mean we my brother and I worked really hard in school and it it did pay off like we ended up getting some really good scholarships to study in undergrad and I'm grateful for that so yeah um, yeah yeah totally (laughs) totally I yeah I mean like and I know some people have to work and it's a privilege to not have to work um but but yeah we were still we were still working hard at what we were doing in school and working hard for those scholarships and for college so um Mm -hmm. so yeah let's um start talking about the jobs we've had um, How old I guess were you when you had your first job. I'm just super I, curious. I just did well, I did so I did my first intern my first paid internship in college, but 
I did get paid, even though this is not a job, I got paid for some theater growing up. Um, in middle Ooh. school and high school, there were some productions I did that paid. I mean, pretty minimal. So it's not really a job. I wouldn't That's consider it a cool, job. Though. But um, but yeah, I, I was homeschooled in half of seventh and eighth grade, due, partly due to some health stuff, too. And, you know, that's a whole episode, another episode for another time. But um, but that was kind of when I was really able to pursue theater and like more of the daytime kind of shows like that pay because mm. there aren't as many people available. Um, you know, it's a lot of homeschool kids usually doing them. But so it wasn't it definitely was not any kind of like sustainable job. But that was the first time I got paid for doing something that's um, pretty cool so yeah but my first should we go back and forth kind of sure i taught like doing a brief description of our jobs um my first paid internship was in college it was for a theater company i've talked about it before um i will not say their name and actually cass and i for the sake of our privacy are probably mm-hmm. not going to say the names of many if any of these places but the reason i'm not saying the name of this one is it was a bad experience it was really <laughs> bad it was really bad like the worst work experience i've ever had um i mean there were i guess good moments of it and i like performing so i was glad that i got to perform i was I don't even know. I was going to say, like, what character I was, but I, I don't want any of this, like, getting out of that I'm, like, slamming this company. Yeah. So I'm we'll leave it at that. Sense. But anyway, like, it was a bad experience. <laughs> and it was mainly the <laughs> the other interns, too. So it wasn't really the company itself as much. But um, but I was grateful for the opportunity. And it taught me hard work for sure because, woo, it was, it was a lot. Uh, what about you? Like, what was okay. your first job? My first job is... Like, a really <laughs> random story. <laughs> I'm so, so excited to hear it. <laughs> okay, so, I don't know, like, I'm sorry if this is long, because no, I don't please. know how to summarize this no, no, experience. No. We haven't, we have, like, an hour-long <laughs> pod. We can do this. <laughs> okay, so my, the spring of my senior year, I was really, really sick. If you want to hear that story, you can listen to our episode six. We used to reference it all the time, but um, this is actually extremely relevant. Um, is that I was really not able to do a whole lot of school, like, but I had already accepted going to Ohio State, um, and there was this email that went around to my student email and uh, a lot of like students that were like coming into the department like freshmen and prospective students that were like coming in and it was like this summer gig that was like completely virtual and it was like um through the government so like they were like paying computer science engineers um and it was like I don't even fully know what its purpose was, but we like were on this virtual world doing some kind of like learning experience. Um, So we were like, uh, we were in this platform that like is also known as Second Life, but like we were like little avatars and we would build (laughs) things. I think the idea was to create like models for like some government partners and stakeholders so that there would be like an interesting way to present like media and material. I don't remember. We were working with like a water company or something trying to make some like cute, like blocky, like, I don't know, like demos and things. It was super weird, super part time. Uh, I got paid like a lump sum, like at the end of the summer. And then we did like a little presentation, but like the whole 
the whole experience was really random. Like when I was first like participating in it, like I was in the hospital. Oh my god! <laughs> like, so was this whole thing done at home? Yeah, it was, it was done virtually. virtually. Okay. So you're it like in totally the hospital virtual. doing this job. Yeah, and like once when, when I was like setting up my like virtual world account. I accidentally clicked male instead of female. So then when I first logged on, I'm like, why am I a dude? I was like, oh, probably because I accidentally. It was so funny. That sounds Um, wild. Like, I barely understand what you're even describing, to be honest. But it sounds like you almost don't even know what you're saying. What happened? It felt like a fever dream, but I got paid for it. I love it. Hey, I mean, was it? Here's my question is, was it a good experience? Like, did you enjoy it? It was fine. Like, I'm yeah. glad that I was able to to be able to put something on my resume before sure. I even started college. That was really cool. And it was where I met some of my first friends when I was in undergrad. So it was also cool to just not be able to start from, like, complete zero. I at least knew some people that were on campus. So my next job right out of college, I was working for my dad's company. And my dad... Um, you know, we don't, Cass and I don't want to share too many like personal things about our lives, but my dad is in the flooring business and I, you know, needless to say, it's not really my passion in life. Um, but I <laughs> was doing not? like, no, uh, yeah, I know it's, it's weird. I like, I always said I would do flooring if not for theater, but nobody knows I mean, that secret flooring, about me. It's a gal's dream. Flooring. It's my dream. So I was doing like secretary work there and it, you know, I was grateful for the job and it was good and I liked the people, but you know, I obviously wasn't passionate about the job and I felt at the time I felt really stuck. I didn't, I was kind of burnt out from theater in college And I didn't know where I was going to... I was living back at home. I didn't know what I was going to do. All my friends were living in different places. I felt lonely and I felt... I felt like, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be working at my dad's company for the rest of my life. This is it for me. There's nothing for me. Like, I don't know why my self-confidence was that low, but I just like felt like I didn't even know what to do next. But I'm glad I had that time to rest and, you know, figure out my life. It was like... Looking back, it was a good little break to figure out what I was doing, if that makes any sense. No, that makes a ton of sense. And, like, I think it makes a lot of sense that you were burnt out after undergrad. I mean, like, you can listen to our college episode, but, you know, ballet and having to, you know, take that exam. And, like, it just sounds like a lot. So it makes a lot of sense that you were feeling, like, not the best. Yes, I needed needed a moment away, but... um, So, yeah, what was your next job? Right. So um, my actual real first internship, I, um, like, between my sophomore and my junior year of undergrad, it was a summer thing, um, I worked for a local insurance firm, and I was doing uh, front-end web development. So um, I overall liked the experience like I had a positive experience that summer I was like pretty busy also because I was doing this like leadership camp thing through my college church at the same time so I was really busy um but um I really liked the people that I worked with at this job um they were really great really funny and really intelligent people um but I think this is where the 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 job, and I might have mentioned this on the college episode too, that I, 
I decided that I didn't actually want to be a developer, um, which is really ironic. It was like my first real like development exposure. Um, But I think a big part of that was like at the time that I had the job, I didn't really like have like that knowledge from undergrad. Like I was, I had known a little bit of like front end work, like HTML and JavaScript and things like that. I had done some of that work already, uh, but I wasn't like a side project kid. So, you know, I didn't really like really, really hone in those skills. And I just, I don't know. I felt like the, the projects, you know, I was a computer science engineering major. Um, I felt like the projects that we did in class were like more interesting, but up until that point, we pretty much only talked about like theory and stuff, which was fine and good and and helpful, I guess, but (laughs) it wasn't really helpful when it came to having this job. So um, overall, I just found the work a little bit boring and repetitive, but that's not to say that that is like what development work is. It's just, that was my perception. Um, But again, I enjoyed my time there. I'm glad that I had that experience. And it was through that job where I got my first exposure to what user experience is, which is what I'm getting my master's degree in. (laughs) Oh, I love that. So yeah, you liked the the people, but the job was kind of... Yeah, it was fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's that's good and not terrible. I like that it's not bad. At least it's not bad. No, definitely Um, not bad. (laughs) So my next job was um, about a year after working for my dad, I moved to New York. Thank goodness. No offense, dad. Love you. Um, but uh, I, um, right when I got there, I, all of my, a lot of my best friends were already living there at the time when I arrived, um, which was great for me. And a lot of them were working through this temp agency. So a lot of my friends and I, you know, were actors. So they would like audition in the early morning and then um, do their job. And so uh, temping was, was good to kind of, right when you first get to New York, if you don't have a job lined up, it's good to temp while you try to find a job. So right when I got there, I got a job through this temp agency and I'm not going to name the agency because they have to do with my discrimination story later. (laughs) But I got a job and I will say the name of this one because it's a name a lot of people might know. And, you know, I'm not going to say names of the other ones, but this one was MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art in New York City. And I... um. The experience was overall pretty good. I I liked that it was like a name people knew because you could say like, oh, I'm working at the MoMA. It just sounded kind of <laughs> cool to say you were working there. One of my best friends, Ashley, was working there too, but she worked a totally different job than I, than I did. She was like in guest <laughs> relations or something. She was, she oh, was downstairs. Stinks. I never really saw her. But I worked for this exhibit and it was like a special exhibit that was only there for a short amount of time, but it was really creepy. It had like real blood in it and like an old like birthing chair and all this kind of (laughs) and people people would come out of it and tell me like you don't need to work here like this has really bad energy like I I had like a psychic like pull me over and be like ghosts are in there and like all this it was wild um and I got sick a lot because there were so many people it was definitely the most like people oriented job I've ever had and I stayed sick like the whole time because I was just um interacting with people so my bosses were nice my co-workers n- not so much they oh. they were also actors and they were a little bit snooty about like the the colleges they went to and all that stuff and that's how the theater world is it's kind of toxic that's kind of why I um one of the reasons why I never super went into it in New York but um but overall it was good and um one other really funny thing was 
when we were doing our training there, um, the vi- the training video had a woman with albinism in the video, and I like oh, wanted to tell everyone so cool. like. Yeah, like I was like, I have albinism, but I didn't, I didn't tell anyone. But anyway, <laughs> but also one more like... thing. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Well, one Go more ahead. thing that was wild is I we were like a block away from Trump Tower, and I worked the day he got elected. Oh my gosh! In 2016, and what? I was like afraid. I was like oh. kind of afraid things were gonna. That would have been scary. I know, but sorry. What were you rioting say? in the streets? Oh boy. No, I know. No, kind of, kind of. Uh, what I was gonna say earlier, dang! What I was gonna say earlier was, um, there's like, there's a really small factor to any job that is like the coolness factor when you tell someone you have the job, and I feel like working at MoMA has that effect. It has a little like, bit of that that factor, yeah. yeah, the coolness factor. So it wasn't <laughs> like the, I feel like I just went in a thousand different directions like talking about it, but. It wasn't, like, the best job ever by any means, but I'm super thankful for the experience, and it felt really cool, like, walking to work and walking in there and, like, swiping my card and stuff. Ooh, and it, it was you so know, New York. It, it was fun, and I got to wear, like, cute, like, outfits. Like, I don't know. Um, it was fun. It was good. Uh, it was fine. That's kind of cool. That's so cool. Um, I feel like I didn't – you said earlier, like, I didn't know that about you. I feel like I didn't know a lot of, like, these other – yeah experiences that you've had until i know like we're now. learning it's kind of cool <laughs> we learn about each other so yes. okay speaking of going places to have jobs um the next job that i had oh wait i totally almost skipped something which oh, no. is coming Don't up next it. i didn't skip it now um dang how did i miss that okay <laughs> anyway um so my next job was between my junior and senior years of undergrad, and it was the time that I've mentioned a, a, a lot, okay? I, I didn't peak then, I promise. <laughs> no, when... no, I mentioned New York a lot, too. I don't think I peaked then, either, so it's fine. It was just a different, unique experience. Yeah, it's just like a talk about, yeah, it's an experience that is easy to talk about, yeah. But it was the job, the job I had in Seattle. I talked, again, I talked about it a little bit in the college uh, episode, but, um... I was working with a travel company and I actually was working on their accessibility team and it was actually really cool. So there were, there were really two sides of the job. Like part of it was really, really cool and I learned a lot and part of it was kind of, kind of meh. Um, <laughs> but um, the, the meh part I'll just gloss over really quick was like, I didn't feel like the team was really ready to have an intern. Like they didn't really know what to what to give me to do. Uh. Um, so I didn't really have a lot. And so the majority of my job was actually like this like kind of side quest thing that really didn't pan out in the end, which oh. was awkward. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the overall experience was like neat because, um, okay, so a little backstory. Um, the NFB, the National Federation of the Blind, they will. They are very unabashed in their approach yes. um, to fighting for blindness. People have varying degrees of opinions on that, but you can't say that they don't get stuff done because the yep. NFB often sues corporations for being inaccessible. And this was a similar case at this company that I was working for. But um, they, they, what they got sued in like 2014. But um, they sort of settled, but they also had an action plan. 
that they were going to be able to make their primary site and they owned a lot of other smaller travel brands, but like they were gonna make their primary site accessible by 2018, which is when I was working there. Um, and it was really cool because by the time that I was there, like halfway through my internship, um, they pretty much reached that goal. And it was really impressive. Like they had wow. this big celebration and they were like, we're accessible now. And, Aww. you know, they had made like a lot of work to get there. And, you know, there was, there's still a lot of work to be done with accessibility. But the, the fact is that like the major issues were like fixed. And now it was something, it was a topic of conversation. Like it wasn't something that people were just ignoring and pushing off until the very last minute. So that was really cool to, you know, be part of that vicariously since I was working there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved living in Seattle. Like obviously I've talked about that a lot and it was a really fun and independent experience for me. Um, I will say, and I don't, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to slander anything, but my, my, um, my manager in that role was not the best. I had a really mm. difficult time communicating with them and I feel like I I feel like they led me on a little bit. So by the time that I was done, um I thought that I had done well and they had told me that I had done well, but then like the internship program altogether said like, "Oh, your manager didn't think you were ready to like, oh. come on full time." And I felt so cheated, um. so I was like really mad when I left. Oh, man. But yeah, it's it was still a with... really positive, exp- like, really positive overall in yeah. my life, and I learned a yeah. lot in terms of my future career, but that was not great. It's interesting with a lot of these jobs how, like, and not to sound cheesy, but there really are a lot of, like, good and bad parts yeah. of every job. But, yeah, no, I don't think we, like, peaked in those seasons of our life. I think they were just like <laughs> growth periods that like we we reference back to a lot because we grew un- and learned a lot. It's not like, oh, so oh that was my yeah. coolest time in my life. It was more like, wow, that time changed me a lot. But mm-hmm. but no, that job still sounds definitely like you you grew and learned a lot. I mean, even though there was some good and some bad, but it sounds right. like you also like were doing something more that you were interested in too. Yeah, I definitely did and I learned a ton and it really yeah. came to help me in my future roles. Nice, nice. Um <laughs> my next job is definitely the most random on the list for sure. <laughs> um okay, so I don't think I've ever even talked much about this to you. I mean, I have a little bit, but so I think a lot of jobs you get, it's through who you know. Maybe not for everyone, but, you know, for me and for a lot of people, I know it's kind of like people you know, you kind of get to talking and you find a job. Networking? I guess. Yeah, kind of. But in this situation, not as much. So anyway, I actually kind of, like in a roundabout way, got this job through the New York State Commission for the Blind, but not really completely. So basically... I was working with the New York State Commission for the Blind. I was, like, taking classes and things. Like, they were helping me with um, navigation in New York. When I first moved there, I reached out to them to help me with, like, you know, navigating subways, things like that. And Mm -hmm. I met some people there, and I I had told them I was looking for a job because my my temp was temporary, right? And they knew of, of, you know, a few companies and things that were hiring that they told me to apply for. And one of them was this, like, ran, very random energy company that I ended up <laughs> getting the job at. It was a small startup started by, um, he was a, a former veteran. 
And he was a really cool, cool guy. Really, really nice boss. Yeah. I- I've been really blessed huh. with a lot of, like, cool, nice bosses. Um, and anyway, it was an energy company where... I say we, I didn't really do this part of it, but like the company would like retrofit local grocery stores and other places to try to get their monthly energy bill down. So like, you know, adding solar panels, doing that kind of stuff, kind of like creating green jobs. So I obviously wasn't doing that, but I was kind of, again, like a secretary. I was kind of like scheduling the meetings, calling the people I had to make. I did make some cold calls, which I'm not like super proud of, like to different grocery stores, but sometimes they would like be like, yeah, come in and, you know, talk with us. Um, So like sort of sales? Kind of. I don't even know how to describe it. I Because I was also just like doing things, kind of what my boss needed me to do, like kind of like, you know, scheduling his meetings and doing that kind of stuff. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. I didn't. I, I once again, the same as my dad's company, I had no passion for the mission really at all. Like, I think it was great what he was doing. But like, I mean, I did not really care. And I remember the first like few weeks, he was throwing so much jargon at me that I did not understand at all. And I felt like an idiot. And I felt overwhelmed. And but we got to do some cool stuff. We did a lot of networking since he was a small startup company. We went like to networking parties on the beach. We went to like a rooftop thing with all these like, you know, other businesses like. So I was just like along for the ride. And I felt I ended up quitting when I moved back to Memphis. But I really I enjoyed my my boss was really nice. My coworkers were well, actually, I had one coworker who drove me nuts. (laughs) Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> like, it was bad. It was bad. But, so, you know, it's so funny with these things, though. There's always, like, good and bad, um, right? you know, situations. But it was an okay experience. All of these experiences have helped me be better with, like, people skills, communication, yeah. um, like, even computer skills. Like, I was using Salesforce. Um, oh, nice. And other things like that. So, like... I learned, but was I really, like, passionate about it? Absolutely not. Um, But I was still working downtown. I was working right near the Empire State Building. So that was cool. I got to, like, you know, once again, go into work. Like, in Midtown, New York. So anyway, that was fun. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Okay. So that's super funny that you started out talking about it. It's like, oh, sometimes you get jobs from people you know. That's exactly what happened with this next job Yay! I had. I love so, it. I love it. So I had left my summer internship, a woman scorned. Yes. <laughs> and I was a little bit salty. Um, so it was the start of my senior year, and I had made this post on Facebook with a really snarky caption saying, like, no, I don't know what I'm doing after graduation. Oh, my gosh. I love this story. <laughs> I haven't heard this, but I love the beginning. <laughs> I love the start of this. And so, like, I just posted it because I thought it was funny and whatever. And it was my own private joke. Um, so <laughs> I got a random message from this woman that I had met through the American Council of the Blind uh, Ohio chapter. I had gotten like a scholarship from them during my time in undergrad. And she just like messaged me and was like, hey, um, I know you're in like something technology. I don't even know if this is something you'd be interested in, but like I work like for the university doing accessibility work. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> And I don't know 
if you want a job because I'm quitting. Oh, I love stories like this. I love like con- what connections can do. You know? Yeah, it was absolutely That's wild, crazy. and I had I had forgotten I even knew this woman, and so I like I was like, okay. She was like, yeah, here's my boss's info, and I was like, sweet. So I like I had never considered working during class. Um, I had not ever held a job in undergrad while I was um, doing school and again a lot of that is because like I like didn't have the time I was really involved in other things but um yeah so I like I met her boss and he was super chill and um he was also blind and so he was like hey we do like accessibility evaluations and like testing and things on like university websites and like third-party websites that we were contracted through and then we kind of like write up evaluations and I was like well I kind of learned to do that this summer so you know I could probably do that so my the spring of my senior year through the summer when I graduated I worked part-time for the university doing accessibility testing and it was actually really fun (laughs) oh that's awesome and that's like I love seeing your trajectory because every time I feel like you're getting like closer and closer to your passions yeah. Am I right about well, that? Like, do you feel like that? With oh, absolutely. Like, like, I, I really feel like, not to get super spiritual, but I feel, I feel like this was like God leading me toward the career path that I ultimately wanted. Yeah. And it, it really felt like good to have it come just really organically. Like I wasn't even like going out of my way too much, which I know is super rare, but I really was, I really felt grateful for that opportunity. Um, And it was like, (laughs) it's wild. I, I know lots of people through that job that I now work with as colleagues. Um, I like my, my direct report, he was like the accessibility engineer. Like he works on my team now. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's really wild. And, um, my like my boss was really well known in the field and I just got a ton of experience doing accessibility testing and yeah that is not something that's like easy to have or find and yeah it was just it was cool it was really I can't cool. believe she just showed up in your dms like I never heard <laughs> she that slid into my I DMs. never heard like you never have told me that part of it before so I love that that's awesome <laughs> that's, that's amazing cool. what What's next? Um, I almost forgot to mention that job. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, my gosh. That's an important one. My next job. Yeah, it was a big step. um, After a few years away, I stepped back into the theater. Um, So I moved back to Memphis. Um, I had already been messaging uh, a, a, I wouldn't call her a friend at the time. Now we're friends. Actually, she listens to this podcast like every time. So hello, Lena. I'll say her name. Um, but I, (laughs) that's awesome. She worked at this theater. I was messaging her like before I moved back, like, Hey, can I, cause I knew some spots were opening. I was like, can I apply for this job? How do I do it? Um, she said, yes. Um, it was always, this theater was always kind of like bigger than like, I felt like they didn't know who I was and I was not good enough for them kind of thing. Um, It's kind of far from where I live, so I never really did. I never really performed at this theater growing up. And I felt like, oh, they don't know me. They're not going to like me or whatever. But basically my position there, it was kind of in their education. Yeah. Uh, It was kind of in their (laughs) education department. 
And we did a lot of different fun, really cool things. I'm so grateful for that experience. It was so much fun. We, so um, it was like part performing, part teaching. We taught um, at these different schools, like four different schools, uh, charter schools, where we would go teach theater. And we also performed not only, so some of our performances were like at the theater and field trips would come and we would do a few a day and they would, different school groups would come and then we'd work with those kids some and do like workshops with them and things sometimes. And then um, also we would travel. We would go to all different schools mm. all around the, the area and perform different shows at the schools. Um, and That's I really even cool. got to to do some extra things with with them, like perform in some other places, and um, it was it was a lot of fun. I really I equally like performing and teaching. Well, maybe not equally. I think I prefer performing more. But the teaching was really fun. I was really scared because it was middle schoolers. Yeah, I was like, middle schoolers are mean, but um, but they <laughs> they weren't they weren't. It was lovely. Um, the performing was fun. We I did so many different characters and shows while I was there. That's awesome. And we helped out with this big theater festival in the summer. I, I mean, I got to do a lot of different things. I could go on and on, but it was a lot of fun. And my boss there, who's the one that listens to this podcast, um, became a, a, a good friend of mine. And I really love her. And so, like, speaking of good bosses, like, you know, she's not even that much older than me. So, like, she was my boss, but also we were, like, friends. And so That's that awesome. was fun. That's about it with that. But you can go on to your next one. I, I know we don't – we have other things to discuss, too, so I don't want to go on too long. But Sure, sure. Yeah, and I'll try to make this quick. Um, so um, when uh, – let's see. It was, like, the fall of my senior year. I was, um, you know, trying to apply to, to have a job lined up after undergrad – and um, I got I got this random message through like a student um, it's like a student messaging board service that we used to ask questions in class, but it also had this careers platform. So like I got like some recruiter reached out to me um, from a local uh, like financial firm that is in Columbus, and so they were like, "Hey, you're local. Do you want to like interview? Or, you know, do you want to like look into careers at our?" firm and I was like sure okay yeah I'm open to pretty much anything so um so I I did and I like it was I went through kind of the traditional route like I just applied online and um but because probably the recruiter reached out to me they already like knew who I was um and so then like I went in for an interview on what (laughs) such a weird term what they call a super day (laughs) they just have like a bunch of prospective like uh, hirees come in yeah. and have like one big room with lots of like interviewers and kind of rotate. I don't know. Um, so we did that and like I kind of felt like it hadn't gone super well. Um, but you know, I had I had been applying to a, like lots of different other jobs and um, but I they ended up like extending me an offer and it was really cool. So I was really excited. Um, but like it was it was in that interview that I was like, hey, by the way, like I'm really like. I'm specialized in accessibility. I'd love to do something with that, not just like, you know, typical software engineering development type stuff. Um, And so it was when I first started working at, uh, like, at this job, um, I was actually an, uh, I was a a tester. I was a software QA. I mentioned this before because I had this job when we started this pod. Um, So I would 
I think I said it where I think I already said where I work. I work at Chase Bank. Um, but um like I would work and test our like mobile apps and things like that and I would make sure that they worked properly, but I also uh, I did a lot of the accessibility testing for our team and I also did like Spanish language testing cuz I'm bilingual and that was something that I could do. So, um I really I really enjoyed that job, honestly. Like, I really like testing. I think it's really fun. I think some people might find that repetitive and boring. And, uh, like, I don't know. I guess it's just, like, personal preference. But I really did. I, I learned a ton. I felt like I had a lot of freedom in that job where I got to pretty much explore things that were interesting to me. So, like, I started testing accessibility in Spanish. And I don't really think anyone had actually done that before. Um, but it was really, it was cool and fun. And I've like, I still am working on like making like accessibility in Spanish better for our like Spanish speaking customers with disabilities. But, um, yeah, such a trailblazer. (laughs) No, I'm so proud of you. Personally, just like it bothered me and I felt like it was crappy that we weren't offering a good experience. So I had to say something. Yeah, no, I'm so proud of you. Like, I, that was an awesome, incredible job. Like, especially for someone as young as you, like, not to, yeah. not to be like, you're so young, but like, for, <laughs> I mean, seriously, like that, that's an amazing job. And Thanks. you might not think she could go up from there, folks, but in fact, <laughs> she can. Um, so now we're kind of getting into like what we're doing now, I guess. Um, I'm doing lots of things. So I'll kind of quickly, busy gal. <laughs> quickly go over all of them. So I, during the pandemic, I got a job um, uh, through a website where you help teach kids grammar. Basically, kids read for you and you like correct um, them through like phonics and like, um, you know, like IPA. Like, I, I don't know how to, I forget what that word is called, but you know, like. Linguistics? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the exact word for it. But anyway, I have like a chart of all of the like vowel and consonant sounds and I like add in the corrections and stuff like that. Um, Hmm. So I've had that job for a while. It's on your own time. You can work like pretty much full time hours if you want to or not. Um, And it the pay goes up and down depending on the time of year. But it's like it's a pretty decent job, though. But I was doing that for a little bit, Um, you know, while I tried to find something during the pandemic. Then... um, As far as what I'm doing now, I'm doing a few different things. So I still have that job. And then I, um, I don't really, should I say like the, the one, should I say the name of it? If you want. Um, mm, eh, mm, I don't really want like, uh, mm, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Should I? It's up to you. It's completely Anyway, there is a, there's a nonprofit that, um, helps people with, with our disability. I guess I'll just say that. Um, and I had applied for a volunteer position there, and I did not get that position, but they ended up contacting me again and hiring me on part-time as a contractor and then recently changed me, hired me on as an employee because um, mm. I've been there. I feel like I'm all over the place, but I've been with them now for a year so this was december of 2020 um really really love it like probably the best job i've ever had in my life i i it's something i'm passionate about i love the people i really can't complain about it at all it's like it's like my life passion pretty much 
Um, And then my other thing I'm doing is not really a job, but hopefully can be one one day. I am trying to be a Braille transcriber, y'all. I'm about to fail out of the whole course, low-key. No, you're not. No, um, you're not. I'm toward the end, but I'm, like, barely skirting by at the moment. It's, like, the hardest thing. I, I never, like, knew how hard it would be. I think my dream life would be being able to still work at my nonprofit and also do that as like um as like a freelancer or something. I don't yeah. know what my future really holds. I would love to still work in the disability space. I think my two biggest passions are are performing and disability. And even through my nonprofit I get to perform some like for different events and stuff we do and that's been really really fun. And there's another nonprofit I work a little bit for as well. Um, kind of on and off and if I ever like ask for more hours from them they would uh, definitely like you know um, allow me to but it's kind of it's not as consistent I mean that's mm-hmm. another disability nonprofit. I'm sorry I'm being so cryptic I know I just since I'm currently working there I'd rather not say um, just because you know the less information about my life probably the better but um, yeah. that's all that's all you need to know is it's in the nonprofit sector I really enjoy nonprofits. I feel like People really like care about the mission and you kind of feel like you're doing something important, like that's helping yeah. people. And so I well, really yeah, and like I'm, and I'm nonprofits. In, oh yeah. No, it's awesome. And I'm involved in these nonprofits in different yes. unpaid ways. And yes. like Casey's doing like a bomb job. So Aww, way to thanks, go, girl. Boo. Thanks, Boo. I feel very, very um content in it. <laughs> I do. Um I already talked a little bit about what I do now in our New Year's episode when I talked about getting, um, like, a new job. And so um, that is that is what I'm going to talk about. So I'll just make it really quick. Um, I still work uh, for the same company. And I actually work as an accessibility advisor. So I basically made a bunch of noise <laughs> while I was a tester. <laughs> and I really ultimately wanted to do this job. And so it's really cool to say that I'm doing it right now, but I, um, I'd been working closely with like the advisor that was assigned to where I was working in, uh, at, at Chase. And so, um, this advisor was like, Hey, we have a new role opening up. Like, would you want to apply? Cause I really think that you would get it. And I was like, wow. Okay. That was, you know, I was <laughs> definitely expecting it was going to take a lot longer for me to be able to make this move. Um, but it really, it really worked out just super well. And this was like last, like last almost spring into summer. Um, and I was like keeping Casey like in the loop throughout all this and all of my, all of my like thoughts yes. taking this new oh, yes. role. But <laughs> Oh yes. No, I was so excited for her. I was like praying, like, please let her get this. And it seemed really, really like likely that she would, but I was still like, ah because I knew that you really wanted it and this was like a dream position for you yeah it's so cool and it's it's really cool to be able to like work with all kinds of people that are making um like new experiences for our customers like designers and developers and um and people who are like product owners so like they you know kind of come up with the ideas so to speak but um anyway just really cool to be able to give my two cents and then um you know, while I'm doing that, like kind of Casey's doing a school type thing uh, in Braille transcribing, which I want to take a small detour and I know this could go on for a long time, but like for those listening, I need to clarify on behalf of Casey. (laughs) 
that braille transcribing is not just learning braille okay no it's a lot more complicated than that and she's been doing it for like two years it's so much y'all i've never had more meticulous rules in like for anything in my life so she's doing braille in spanish you guys she doesn't even speak spanish (laughs) (laughs) all kinds of wild wild stuff going on over in braille land Girl, no, and and yeah, so it she's, makes me she's want to pull my really hair well. out, but I love it. <laughs> I love it because I love. I also love literature, so it kind of brings together those two loves. But yes, you are in grad school. Yes, and I'm in grad school, like I mentioned in the New Year's episode, um, to try and see if I can be a designer or if I can be like an accessibility specialized designer is ultimately what I'd like to do. Um, and it's just, it's really fun so far. I like school and it's a lot of reading, which I guess I'm not used to and my eyes are pretty tired, but, um, but the material is interesting enough that I don't want to fall asleep. So I think that's a plus. Yeah, that's (laughs) definitely a plus. I I love it. I'm so, I think like going through all of our jobs, like all of our jobs we've had brought us to where we are now, but I think we're really, really happy with where we are now and we're really grateful. And it's so cool to like have things you're doing that you really actually like doing. Um, so yeah, really cool. Um, so so anyway, we want to briefly touch on discrimination. Um, (laughs) you know, this is hard to talk about. It's a touchy subject. Um, we definitely don't want to act like it doesn't exist because it absolutely does. We also don't necessarily want to act like we are like super like the victim or whatever. Like personally, and this is just for me, I haven't actually experienced that much discrimination and I'm really grateful for that. But when it has Mm -hmm. happened, it has been real. It's not me making things up like this actually happens to us and it is not always easy. And I think we each have like one story to share. Um, Yeah. Do you want to go first? Okay. So, um, so as a sophomore in college, and I had already known that I wanted to pursue accessibility in some passion and like in some respect in my career, but I didn't have any experience with it. Um, and so I was looking around for possible jobs that I could have like internships and I came across, I won't, I will not say the name of this company cause it is, it is like a household name. Um, so I saw this, uh, internship that was like an accessibility engineer internship. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's perfect. And so I was super excited. Like I tailored my resume. Like I wrote like the first cover letter I ever wrote. I was super proud. And I like submitted all my materials and I immediately got a rejection letter. And I was like, but how? They didn't even look at it. Mm. And it was because the job was intentionally written to discriminate against people. Um, something that was required was a driver's license and I can't drive because I'm blind and we've talked about this Mm. and like, I just, I think it would make more sense if I said what, like where it was and the company, but I, I really don't want to do that. So sorry if this is kind of stuttery while I try to redact as what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Um, but like the... The area that I would have had to cover, I guess, was really large. So they would have wanted me to, like, kind of drive between, um, let's say, campuses. And, you know, they had, a, a like, a really solid transportation system. But, like, you know, I, I was like, well, why can't I use that? I, you know, that seems to work super well. I would imagine that it's not, like, a really long process to get from one campus to another. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I opened up a complaint with the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission. Good. <laughs> and I was just like, hey, like, I don't think it's right that this job is intentionally written to discriminate against people on the basis pretty much of their disability, which is a big reason why people wouldn't drive. Um, and so, you know, they, they contacted someone and I basically ended up talking to someone from HR who like totally wrote me off. They were just like, oh, well, like that's just how it would have been. And I, and I asked my question, I'm like, well, why can't I use the, the transportation that you guys have? And they were like, well, we need you to like get there faster. And honestly, like on, like it just... Like, they really came up with every excuse in the book, and none of it made any sense. And, like, it was really hurtful, and I could have gone deeper. I probably could have fought it. I don't really think I could have fought it, because if I got a lawyer, then they would have gotten, like, their, like, 25,000 lawyers that are all, like, really, you know, well-versed at what they do for Mm. protecting a company. But I decided to let it go, because... I felt like even if I did get the job, they wouldn't have wanted me there. And I would have been made to feel crappy even while I was there. And so I just let it go. Um, But, like, you know, I still think about it and it rubs me the wrong way. Like, I'm really, like, disappointed in this company that they um, make this a requirement for a lot of their jobs like almost yeah. all of their jobs require this i think and it's in, really unfair unless you are being an uber driver or a truck driver i don't see why a license would be required like i don't if we no. can make it and i've seen that in other applications i've done before with the license yeah. if if we are able to make it to work it doesn't matter how we're getting there and i don't know why like people would um but i'm really sorry that happened because that sounds like it would have been the perfect job for you um, it would have been really cool, but, yeah. you know, it worked out better, I guess, in other ways. And I'm, you know, yes. I'm happy with the jobs that I've had. But Yes. So my story, um, it was through that temp agency, like I was talking about. A few of my best friends also were doing jobs through that agency. And there was a big event coming up. And it, it is like a household name as well, the event. So I won't say it. I'll tell you later <laughs> what it was. Okay. But it paid really well. And the temp agency, the woman that was like our like, I don't know what you would call her, but the woman who was like finding the jobs for us, you know, Mm -hmm. she was reaching out to everybody, like all of my friends, please work this event. We need more workers for this event. We need more. She wasn't reaching out to me. She didn't email me. And I wanted the job. I wanted the work. And um, I was doing really well at my other job for the temp agency too. Like my boss loved me. I was doing fine. Everything was fine. Um, and this job, by the way, too, like would not require like vision per se. It's not like a visual job, the thing I'm talking about. So okay. my friend was in her office one day and she said, hey, you know, Casey would like to, to do this job. Like, why don't you reach out to her? And she said, oh, well, I didn't reach out to her because I just thought with her vision, like she might not be able to do it. And... Uh. <laughs> First Um. of all, there's a lot of things wrong with this. A, assuming that I couldn't do it without actually asking if I could do it. If if I can't do something, I'll tell you. Just ask. Straight up ask me, can you do this? And I'll say yes or no. First of all, that's an issue. But second of all, discussing my disability with my friend um, behind closed doors, like 
My friend did not bring it up. My friend That's didn't like say not a word. Legal. <laughs> it's not legal. It's not even like my friend said anything. She just said my name. And this woman automatically is like, yeah, well, her vision. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, wow. I know that this is my friend and she obviously already knows about my vision. But like, you're not supposed to discuss my disability. Um, so that was a mess. And at that, I didn't say anything because at that time I was leaving the temp agency and this this event, it was like, it did pay well, but it was a one-time thing that lasted only like a week. It wasn't like a like thing that was going to change my life job-wise, but um, yeah. you know, looking back, I probably should have said something, you know, choose your battles. That is bogus. <laughs> pretty bad. It was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. So, I, that's <sighs> why. I'm not saying the name of that place, but that makes me want to throw up. <laughs> no, it was bad. And my friend was, she was just, like, so that angry. That sounds like a terrible person. And she if was she didn't angry. get fired over that, she'll probably, like. She'll get fired I, over something. I, she's probably going to get, yeah, if she's that oh, yeah. loose-lipped, like, oh, obviously. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, we have a Again! And I think this is going to be our longest podcast ever, but you know what? I really don't care. Um, it's fine. <laughs> please just keep listening. I listen to a lot of pods that are long, so maybe you, you'll like this if you're on a long drive, but we won't make this too long. But I'm excited for this game. This okay. game. We uh, hyped this up yeah. to each other so oh, yeah. much. <laughs> we are going to explain. So we wrote down a bunch of jobs that we would want to do if our life had gone down a different path. We have a, a list of realistic jobs, like jobs we actually could see ourselves doing and being good at. And then we have a list of like dream jobs that are like, I probably would would never and could never do this, but it's like one of those like far off dream type yeah. jobs. Now, <laughs> um, I'm not going to say anything theater related because even though I'm not currently doing theater, it's more of like um, something I still might pursue in the future. So I'm not like even putting that in the, in the category, but um, Let's just, you want to go back and forth with the realistic jobs it. first? Okay, let's do it. Okay, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Okay, so um, I said I could be a game designer because, um, <gasps> yes. and I guess that is still like in the realm of possibilities, but I think it's a little bit further off um, because I didn't really stay in the gaming world uh, in terms of my career. I like specialized in like computer graphics and game design in undergrad just because I had to pick a specialty but like I didn't really do too much in that realm but I don't know it could have been really cool game design would be so cool you'd be good at that too so my next like job I would have totally pursued had I not have had like other passions I know it's so silly but like I low-key would want to be a librarian (laughs) No, that'd be so cute. You could be like Rupert Child. I know. I love books. I love being around <laughs> books. I also could see myself like a bookshop girl, like low-key, like um, <sighs> um, You've Got Mail style. Yes. Um, oh, my like, God. That would be a dream. I would totally go back to school to be a librarian if I wasn't doing a lot of other things I care about. So that's, that's Ah, it. dude, you could totally do that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I won't, but I could. 
Another thing that I have considered, I guess I'm going to combine a couple things that I wrote because I think they're, like, related. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess, like, I could do this in the future, but I, I'm not really sure. So, like, a small part of me has always wanted a PhD in something. And maybe oh. that's why, maybe it's because, like, my dad has a PhD. So I think it's like, oh, that's pretty cool. And very superficially, but, like, PhDs look cool when they graduate. They have cool robes and stuff. They do. They do. <laughs> they do. But, um... Something that I think um, that I'm, like, passionate about is that, um, you know, when I was in school in computer science, um, like, we never learned about accessibility. And I think that's really messed up because um, just so many, like, fresh out of college developers go to, like, go to, like, their industry jobs and they don't really know anything about accessibility. And then it's, like, suddenly just, like, something that they need to to instantly know how to do and do well um and it's not that simple so like I've always I've, I've always kind of wanted to maybe be a lecturer and talk about like have oh. a course on accessibility oh um, I yeah. think it would be really cool and just to be able to I don't know inspire more people to get into the field because it is kind of you know it's a cool field but it's also like a, a noble mission which Try to get the internet to, and everything else to be more accessible. So heck yeah, that would be really cool. I can see you doing that. Um, the <laughs> next knows? one I would never actually pursue, but I thought about it when I was going into college for like two split seconds. Something with counseling. Um, oh. I I can see myself being like a school counselor. Um, not really like a full on like psychologist, but like counseling and or I kind of growing up always wanted to have an advice column like be an advice oh, columnist oh that's so cute like I like, just dear Abby? like kind of yeah I just I like giving advice but also with the counseling thing I like I like you know it's my type two I like helping people a lot of my jobs yeah. are into like helping people um and like comforting people and like being I feel like I'm kind of an approachable person at least people have told me that I feel like a lot of times I'll meet a stranger and they'll just dump their entire life onto me um yes I, I don't, oh you have that effect I have that effect I don't know why but that's a thing so anyway cool. my dad has that effect actually so my grandma was a guidance counselor oh cute so that's really cool I, I, I think that. I definitely could have done that yeah I could have yeah that was another life path I didn't go down um, I think something that I think is just cool and it's somewhat related to my master's but not like in a way that I would ever pursue it as a career is like an industrial or a product designer. Um, so like instead of doing, I don't know, like digital stuff, it would be like physical stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, I like ergonomics and that kind of a field. I think it's a really cool field. I have a friend who's a product designer and like what she does sounds really cool and very interesting. Nice. Um, but but yeah, I, I feel like I could probably do it, but I don't know that I ever will. <laughs> OK, yeah. Nice. Um, my next one in I have been paid to do this a few times, like from like family and friends. But my next one is a video editor. Um, I love editing. I always have. I've always loved filming video, videography, editing since I was a little girl, just for fun. I've never really taken many classes in it or anything like that, but I've made people's like wedding videos and things, um, and for family and friends and it's just fun. And I thought about for a little while pursuing, like trying to get paid for it, like more, but, but I did not. I've made a couple videos and I hate editing so well you know it's funny too like I have a YouTube channel and I don't even edit on those very much like I literally like sit and talk so there's not much editing to be done 
But I enjoy like the repetitiveness of editing. I enjoy editing the pod. I like just like it's like therapeutic to just like click, yeah. click, click. I don't know. I like it. Some so. people really like, like, I don't know. I feel like some repetitive tasks people really like and some people don't like the same ones. It. I don't know. I love it. I know I one of my you, best though. friends hates anything repetitive. Like she gets bored, but I kind of like it. It's like, it's like calming to me. I know, but I feel like, yeah, same, same. That's why I, I like the artsy aspect of it too, obviously. You know, the artistic. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I would say, um, I, I'm, I think that's all of my realistic jobs. Oh. I would say a graphic designer because I have also been um, commissioned to do some like graphic design things or like volunteered to do that. But that is like actually kind of related to user experience. Like visual design is part of user experience. So I don't know. Maybe I will. <laughs> okay. Well, I still have a. F- I'll do. I'll go really quick on my last few like realistic ones. The other one would be um, a talk show or radio host. That was always yes. something. I always wanted to do radio growing up. So, hey, podcast. Um, another <laughs> thing would be, like, something church-related. But I don't really know what. I just really um, – I love God. And so, like, I was thinking about, like, my passions in life. And I've never really been called to serve in the church. But I could see myself doing something, like, part-time at a church one day or something. You know? I could see you teaching, like, Sunday school. Yeah. Something like that. So, yeah. Now <laughs> we're getting into the dream jobs that are, like – we're never going to do these or pursue these, but but they would be, like, a far-off dream job. Yeah. So this is where I put, uh, like, a radio DJ. I think that would be super oh, yeah. fun. I love, yes. I love the radio. And yes. uh, I love our alternative radio. So I was, like, I sometimes listen to the DJ's talk, and I'm like, man, that would be, like, so fun. I love and that then, we like, both put meet... that, and we're both podcasting. I know. <laughs> like, to uh. me like artists that you care about um and like interview them like ah oh, that's really cool <laughs> i yeah i feel like i'd want to do it more for like the acting side and like of like talking and you would want to do it more of like you're so passionate about music yeah like and getting to like meet the musicians and stuff but we're we're both kind of doing that except not the kind of music part but we're kind of doing okay. it okay um my dream tv critic or movie critic. Yes. I am obsessed with deconstructing movies, TV shows, um, <laughs> reviewing them. I do it to my friends. Like, I literally will, like, call my friends and, like, go off for an hour about the way something was shot or, like, something. I'm so into it. But I, I, love I bother the people in my life with it. But I would that totally, so like, perfect. I would totally do it. Okay. So this is a job that um, I feel like you know what I'm going to say, but... Um, I wanted to do this when I was a kid, and then I didn't, and then on and off, I've, like, <laughs> thought about it. When I was, like, having a crisis in 2020, I, like, looked into okay, what? culinary school. I've always really? been interested. Yeah. I mean, I like, I'm not surprised, to. but I didn't know you had actually looked into it. Yes, I did. And then I was like, no, 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 it costs too much money, and I don't think oh, it's worth wow. it. But it was, like, it was, like, virtually, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. I would love to, like, learn like, the concepts, like, learning them, um, but I don't know, it's, it's, it's one of those artistic things where, like, one, I feel like I could ruin a hobby, um, yes, that, like, it would feel like work, yes, 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 um, but also, like, it's one of those art things that, like, you, like, put your heart and soul into something, and then you get it, like, ripped apart, so, yes, I don't know if I can take it. (laughs) No, I know. But, okay, your dream ones are a little more, like, realistic for you. Well, okay, two of my – the TV critic in this next one are realistic and the others aren't at all. I could never do them. But 
Um, my next one is a Disney princess at Disney World. Oh, <laughs> I would love to be like Tinkerbell. Like I literally cute. for oh a my while, God, you'd be so cute. For a while, I was so into that dream, but I think they have to be outside a lot, and like low key, you can't wear sunglasses. So you know, my dream mm. died at that moment when I discovered that. <laughs> but I would love that. Um, so yeah. What's your next one? Um, something that, like, my second semester of undergrad, I was, like, panicking, and then this was, like, looking into something, and it's it's really related to culinary school, but I was thinking about food science, mm. uh, and then I remembered that I'm not good at chemistry, oh. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe I shouldn't do that, That's but I've always loved, like, looking into that kind of thing was really cool. I had a friend that was in food science, and she's... You know, she was telling me that it was just really hard to get a job, but she took, like, a ton of, like, she took, like, microbiology and biochemistry, and I was like, you know what, honestly, like, I'm not that good at hard science, so, like, it probably wouldn't have worked out, but, um, and besides, the job market is not the bomb, like, she's going back to school to be, like, a nurse practitioner, so. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that's wild, Um, but that would, no, that'd be a cool job, I've never even, like, thought of that as a job possibility. Um, Do you have two more? Uh, I have one more. I have two more. Um, so these two are like completely, I could never do them ever because I'm not good at this thing. <laughs> my next one, I, and I like, when I say I couldn't, I mean like, that's not a joke. I literally could not do this. But my next thing would be an animator because Ooh, I can't, wow. I can't do it. And, um, I mean, I can draw like decently, but nowhere near what they need to be. But I love animation. I love it. I appreciate it. I think it's so amazing and talented and beautiful. And I would love to like be in that field, like, but I can't draw. Mm-hmm. draw so, no. Hey, I mean, you could always do like computer animation, though, if you uh, could learn. Like, it, it yeah. It, I guess it's like kind of like editing, though. Maybe, maybe. Hey, you can do hey. It. <laughs> I'll just be the voice of the next Disney princess. How about that? There you hey. go. There you go. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> when you're famous, I want to ride your coattails, okay? <laughs> hey, no. <laughs> no. Um, the last thing was something that Casey suggested to me. Yes. Um, and it was like something relating to travel, like a travel blogger or just some sort of like, like, I don't know, like, tester of, like, I don't know, hotels or, like, be the first person to try, like, this kind of, like, excursion or, you know, just be able to, like, have experiences and travel and review things. Like, that would be so yes. fun. Oh, my yes. gosh. I think I that's, like, like, a lot of people's, like, yeah, dream yeah. job. <laughs> it would be, but you'd actually be really good at it because, like, you love travel, you. but you'd also be good at, like, reviewing, and I can totally see it. I can totally see it. It would be really fun, I gotta say. Yes, yes. And my very last one, this is, like, something also that would never, ever, 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 ever happen, but it's, like, one of those dreams would be to be, like, a rock star like Haley Williams. Oh, I know, right? Just, like, how fun. I know, like, that's probably your dream, too. Um, I, like, I've I've thought about that sometimes when I hear, like, artists I really like. I'm like, man, what if I were on stage? And then I was like, I'm actually really not good at songwriting, so nope. No, me neither at all. (laughs) People ask me that constantly when I tell them I sing. They're like, oh, you can write songs. I'm like, absolutely not. No. I don't know why you think nope. that. Nope. Not I even close. I can sing songs. Yep. Can't I'll sing them. a song. And even though we both can sing, we, we're not like that kind of singer. Like, you know, like I could never be no. like a paramour. But man, that would be fun, oh. wouldn't it? To be a head banging on stage, Ooh, running around. So cool. Be so fun. So anyway. That'd be fun. That was kind of a long ep, but we in- hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> and we sure enjoyed talking about all of these jobs many possibilities our life can go down but we're very happy with where we are right now and could not be happier absolutely so 
stay tuned for more. We haven't had an episode this long in a while, so um, we hope it was still a lot of fun. Uh, and yeah, uh, please check out our link and uh, donate to our cause. Yes. We will see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.